good ranger, Eve. If more of us were like you and cared more about what's around us and less about our pensions, then the Force would be better off. This will be good for you. If you can straighten yourself out here, then you can do anything. So try to have some fun, okay? Shut up, for God's sake! Wait until the reading is over before opening your damn mouth. For roleplayers, idiot. Have you not heard of vampire roleplay? Creepy groups of people get together and pretend to be vampires with parties and crap. This is probably one of those fake fetish parties and you picked up an invitation for it. Got it. Now I just have to stay alive long enough to find the other pieces. I will find my way to your seminary, to your knighted temple beyond this earth. It is there that I will overcome your trials and prove my loyalty. Let's do this. And she sticks the landing. And along came a spider. Gore! Any sort of roles slash things you might avoid? Mm. <clears throat> I might avoid. Yeah, well, you know, anime has this thing where it there's like a bit of I don't, I don't know about now or maybe now, but there's this thing with anime where they there's like a bit of infantilization, if that's a word. Yeah, that um, is a word, and yeah, I, I I've noticed. Yeah. Yeah. And those are the kind of roles that I'm probably not going to do. And I mean, when I <laughs> say that, because, because, you know, I started off with my two first anime roles were kind of like that. Oh, you know, right. They have this thing of like, my first role was with Mimina. She looked like a kid, but she was actually 19 years old. And she I see. She was actually 19 years old. Mm. So, I don't know. I just, I feel weird about that. It is a bit weird. It's it's very weird, and I don't want to be a part of something like that. You know, just feel a little icky doing. Hundred percent icky. I mean, I can. I mean, I say this now, and then you'll be like, "What the fuck? This dude's playing a fucking a, a, a baby in the next in his next role." I'll be like, you know, times are tough. I needed the money, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's it's totally. I, there's something weird about it. I find yeah. that odd. Yeah, I don't know what what's going on there. <laughs> I, I I don't. Yeah, just just. It needs to stop. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think it's just clearly being created by person, people that get kicks out of that. <laughs> just, yeah. Trying to think of a better way to sure. word that other than just changing the subject, really, because it's a bit icky. <laughs> it is, yeah. But that's my answer. Yeah. It's a fucking great answer. Yeah. Uh, Maybe this is difficult to answer, uh, but what's an average day slash week like for you as a VOA? Hmm. Um, most of the time it's auditioning. <laughs> On a really good week, I would probably audition for, uh, probably like for forty or fifty things per week. Um, and that's what I and I don't have um like an agent, so mm. I, I would imagine that people who do is probably a lot more than that. Um, but yeah, I spent most of my days um, auditioning, you know, waking up at six, because I'm not a morning person, and it takes me a while to, <laughs> to, to get up and at them. 
Um, I'm more of a night person myself. I am so nocturnal, it hurts. Yeah, yeah. And when I say it hurts, I mean waking up because I don't fucking want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not the problem, man. Society is. (laughs) I'm going to wake up on my own schedule. What I can't stand is... A lot of diurnal people act like nocturnal people. Like, oh, wake up, you lazy gear. Oh, come on, it's the morning. It's like, hey, what the fuck were you doing at three in the morning? Oh, yeah, you were fast asleep. Well, I was working. Yeah? Yeah. There's just something about the nighttime where I just feel more creative for some reason. It's creative. It's calming. There's less noise, yeah. less nuisance. I, I feel a real sense of vibrancy and galvanization in the night. <laughs> yeah, I get shit yeah. done, man. Like, after yeah. we finish talking. Uh, I'm gonna do about four auditions. Oh, good for you! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, it takes me a while to get up, and uh, I audition for like most of the afternoon. Um, yeah, because like I can't do. Sometimes I can't do the evening times because, you know, I have stuff to do, <laughs> like life stuff to do. Mm. Um, but. Uh, and then I also kind of want time for myself, like at nighttime sometimes too. It depends on the day. Oh, you um, don't want to like literally do one thing all day, right? That's then it yeah. just won't be fun. Yeah. True, 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 true. Um, and then you know if I have a session, um, I just basically focus on um the sessions and not audition that day because I don't want to wear out my voice or anything like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, I it, and it, it varies. Like, it's not like a set schedule where, like, you know, Mondays and Tuesdays I do this, or <laughs> or Wednesdays and Thursdays I do that. No, because, like, I, I usually get called in, like, at the last minute for sessions. And last minute means, like, a day or two before the actual session. Okay. Um, yeah, so um, <clears throat> there's uh, sometimes there's a week ahead notice, but oftentimes it's, like, a day or two before the, the actual session. Um but yeah, that's that's kind of my schedule. It's kind of all over the place. Um, and even when like you vacation, um, it's not, you know, wholly a vacation. Like I still, I'm still gonna audition if I do get audition sent during my vacation, because uh, you know by the time we get back, I have to go back to work, right? So. So you have a day job. No, my thing is full time voice acting. Fuck. And so so. The- so you, you you're looking to record auditions on holiday. So do you have like a mobile setup as well that you're gonna bring with you? Yeah, yeah. I have. I bring my mic. I bring I bring the stuff that I need to bring. I bring my. I have a laptop too because I, I usually record in my closet with a with a desktop, right? A PC. But mm. when I get on vacation, I have to bring a laptop and all that jazz. So Th- that was my next question, actually. Ah. Uh, like, <laughs> what what gear do you use? I'm fascinated, if you don't mind, like to know what gear sure. you use at home and also on the go. Mm-hmm. Uh, my travel uh, things are the same as my at home stuff, because like, you know, like buying gear is expensive. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and, and like, I'm just going to save as much money as I can before, uh, you know, I move out because I, I do plan on moving out. Um, eventually, sometime this year, let's hope. Um, so yeah, I'm in New York City, so we don't have a lot of room. <laughs> I mean, from what I hear in New York City, rent's in- insane and size is tiny. Yeah, yeah. So I, I use one of my, you know, four by three closets. Um, and it's like filled with like base traps in the corners and like mm. um, insulation panels um, all around the closet. Against did, the 
this, this might sound ridiculous, but would you mind sending me a picture of this, please? Because I've oh, heard absolutely. that'd be great. Because I keep yeah. hearing about like wardrobe and closets, like for sure. recording. I'm like, I can't fucking picture it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I first started, um, I actually was recording in a different closet. It's a closet that's more in the entrance, um, you know, where my coats and um, my sweaters are. Mm. Um, and I, I just plopped in a small corner of that closet, which is a lot bigger than the closet I'm in now. But the, the problem was, was that it was right next to the door. So <sighs> you hear like people coming in and out, that's a killer. Like, the elevator coming up and down. So I had to do it a lot further into the apartment. So I'm using um, my closet that's in my room. Um, and it's not like soundproof, right? It's, I still hear like dogs barking sometimes and, <laughs> you know, an ambulance, you know, sirens and all that stuff. So. It's amazing how annoying those things become when I you're know. recording. Suddenly it's the most offensive sound ever. I know, I know. And I imagine for other people like lawnmowers and stuff <sighs> like that. Or <laughs> birds tweeting. <laughs> I, usually I love birds tweeting, but when I'm recording audition, I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. But, but yeah, so that, that's my closet. And then, um, for the mic, I use a Newman TLM 102 and, um, I have a, a, a tablet stand that I use like for, for, um, you know, when I have to look at the script or whatever. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm literally tablet. making notes of this. Yeah. 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 Uh, so like for, um, ADR, for example, where you have to have, um, well, some people use the, like one screen, you know, for, um, <clears throat> sorry. So s some people use one monitor in their, in their, uh, recording space, you know, and they have a setup situated in which like you can have the script on the left side of the screen and then watch the, um, the picture or the video on the right side of the screen. But what I do is I use my tablet for the scripts. Mm and then look at the monitor screen for the video. That's how I sort of, you know, go back and forth between the two. Mm. Um, so that's what I have in my closet. So I have a monitor screen in my closet and I have a keyboard and a mouse, my mic right in front of me. And then off to the left is a tablet with a tap with the tablet stand. And yeah, that's, that's basically it. And the interface that I use to power yeah. up the mic is the, the Apollo twin. Never heard of that one. Uh, Paul Twin is kind of like the not standard, but a lot of people use it. Um, it's quite says how much I know. Nope. So yeah, it's okay. And then, uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then uh, uh, everything is powered up with with a PC. And, and what what door do you use? Ah, oh, the door. Right, I use a Reaper. Okay. Yeah, I hear a lot yeah. of good things about Reaper. Hmm. My first raw, uh, DAW, I said raw, my first DAW was, uh, was um, Audacity, you know, because it's free and yeah. fairly simple to use. Reaper, you need a little learning curve to figure stuff out. But I, I hear this a lot, but I'm, I'm intrigued to know what made you go from, like, what was the point when you thought, I need to, I need to level up my DAW now, which is digital audio workstation for people yeah. who don't know. Um. I mean, at the time when I was using Audacity, it would um, stop working. <laughs> well, that's a good reason to not use it anymore. <laughs> yeah, it would freeze up <laughs> and stop working, like in the middle of me um, recording stuff. And so I just got sick and tired of it. And I started looking up um, other DAWs. And, you know, you get the usual Pro Tools and 
and whatever else is out there. But I've heard like Pro Tools has some problems as well. And like that's like an even more learning curve that you have to figure out um, uh, more than like Reaper, for example. Um, So I've kind of found like that middle ground Reaper is like the best option for me. (laughs) Interesting. Because believe it or not, I'm actually using something called Camtasia. Interesting. I don't think anyone's heard of before. No, it's, I haven't. Yeah. It's mainly used for uh, video recording, actually. But ah, you can okay. just, you can do audio. And I just took to it, like, quite easily for whatever reason. And, yeah, yeah I, I enjoy it. I find it pretty user-friendly. I also can't use Reaper on my laptop. So that was a, a good thing to stop uh, me from trying it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, do whatever works for you, right? Yeah exactly i mean yeah. but yeah I'm, I'm i will ask again for that picture because generally i will know what the fuck this looks like because i've got a wardrobe i've done some recording in there but i feel like such an idiot doing it i'm thinking is I this really like, what people I are doing i feel like mine looks okay like compared to other people's booths it's fine so but yeah i can i can definitely uh, show you a pic thank you I'm, I'm gonna gonna wrap this up now because i realize i've taken a lot of your time uh with tangents uh so yeah an, another question would be uh do you have any heroes away from uh voiceover acting and yeah i'm interested to know that heroes away from voice acting oh man i mean i thought <laughs> i talk about my mom an awful lot but i think she's a, a hero to me i think you know for someone who is an immigrant you know, from El Salvador, who didn't know a speck of English. Um, And one of her first jobs were, you know, um, holding out a sign in front of a jewelry shop and and Mm. asking people to come in on her like limited English. And for and for her to to, (laughs) on her first day of that job to quit (laughs) and tell and tell my grandma, her mom, that she doesn't want to do that kind of job anymore that she's going to finish college and and be a secretary and and work there and um and having and she 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 did do all that um and uh for her to raise me on a secretary salary um to get me through college on a secretary salary um (laughs) is quite heroic to me i think that's a fucking great hero to have yeah i think that's uh, i think part of my ambition and and my um uh you know, drive to, to do what I want to do and to get to where I'm at right now comes from her, you know, um, (laughs) I often say like, it's through stubbornness, but, 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 you know, it's just something that, that, you know, as an immigrant coming into the, the U S like you have to do what you have to do to survive. Right. yeah. Yeah. So I, I find that, that, I don't know. Anytime I talk about her, I get a little emotional because I just think I, I'm, I'm really grateful and really um, proud of her. Um, I'm proud of the family um, mm. from because they all came from from El Salvador. You know, some of them had to go through Mexico, you know, mm. immigrated illegally into the U.S. and then eventually became citizens. But they, you know, some of them had to go through that route, too. So, you know, for them to to go through all that and to like be at a place where you know they have like thriving families now um it's just you know it's inspiring and it is inspiring and it's yeah. beautiful and i find it kind of amazing to even have to 
kind of put out a disclaimer and say, oh, it's just my mum. And it's like, oh, why the fuck wouldn't your mum be your hero when she's done that yeah. much for you? When she's yeah. had that inspiring story. Like, yeah, of course, this person that's directly affected and nurtured your life for the better would be a hero over some fucking celebrity you've seen in a few movies, you know? So, right. yeah, that's a beautiful answer. And I, I appreciate your honesty. It's, it's, it's lovely to hear and it must be inspiring. Coming into, I don't even like the term immigrant, man. I've always hated that fucking word. Yeah. To me, I just, I think the word was made by people who wanted to make negative connotations to people. Yeah. I don't think, I don't, I, I hate patriotism as it, as it is, and maybe mm -hmm. I'm annoying someone saying it. To me, real patriotism is the connection you feel with someone you want to be, not someone you were born. Yeah. Because, you know, you can be proud of things that the country you're born is made, but let's be honest, you haven't done them. You were just born there because that's where your parents had sex. Yeah. So... Yeah. You know, to be like, oh, I'm so proud of this. It's like, well, but yeah, what did you do? You know, like, we're yeah. just fucking people, man. People have done this shit. Like, let's worry about what we're going to do ourselves mm. in instead of worrying about what other people we've got no control over do. So, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I've always hated the word immigrant because I just exactly. think it already puts a negative connotation on someone who's trying their damn best to get somewhere in the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Get my political soapbox there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess my going back to the topic then. Who, do you have some favorite voiceover artists in both English and foreign, uh, like slash Japanese things, um, be it anime, games, whatever? I think the voice actor for Aaron in the Japanese. I forget his name. Oh, damn it! I want to say it's Yuta Kaiji. Well, I'm just gonna have to look now because I need to remember this as well. I just, I think his performance in in Attack on Titan is just something that... Yuki Kaji. Yuki Kaji, thank you. I just know that, like, I'm going to go back and, like, review his kind of performance and cadences, like, over and over it's and masterful. over again. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, for, for, for him to start, again, it, it plays into the story as well, but for, for him to, to act the way he does in season one and then do a complete you know it's, it's incredible it's just oh my god it's it's so it's a mass it yeah like, like you said it's a it's like a master class it in acting like it's just fantastic yeah that kind of range you know see, people say what the fuck they want about voice acting but to me the performance of him as Aaron is better than a lot of you know live action people i've seen mm. Because, you know, like, I'm interested in live-action adaptations. I haven't watched all of them. I'm excited for One Piece. But I always think, you know, just because it's a fucking human being you're looking at, it doesn't mean it's going to be better. The best X-Men iteration I've still seen is the 90s cartoon. I don't care about... I mean, look, some of the movies have been okay. Yeah. But that cast, that cast of voice actors are still the X-Men to me. Mm. And I'm including the villains as well, like Apocalypse. And, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, Mr. Sinister, he's still my favorite villain of all time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna say that. Um, what's his name again? The 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 Japanese voice actor. One more time, Yuki Kaji, right? Yes. Um, I've seen some like interviews with him. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and like the way that he works is kind of, well, the way that he like really cares about his characters is the way that I kind of do in the sense that like, you know, I would, I could only imagine like playing a character like Aaron 
would affect him in like real life do you know how like they have this thing where um there's actors who can sort of have the on and off switch in which like the things that they've mm. acted doesn't really affect they them just leave it at work yeah they, yeah yeah they, they they leave it in the studio or out on the stage or whatever and then they can get back to their regular lives but i saw a recent interview of him in which he was like no like that that character still is like within him <sighs> even after like he records the sessions like it still affects him and he's still thinking about the character like while like he's in a dinner for example and like the <laughs> other voice actors are like sort of making fun of him for it but like love that yeah like that sort of happens with me too and i feel I, like i feel I like i'll be the same way genuinely yeah there's certain characters that just stick with you yeah like especially like the, the the really um dark um heavy emotionally heavy uh type characters where they just still stick with you and like you're still kind of affected by it but yeah like that really resonated with me i'm like oh man that's really cool that there are other actors like that out there that yeah and uh, it's interesting i think again i think a lot of humans see things from a very uh kind of simplistic binary perspective when it's like oh you're either affected or you're not it's like no there are so many facets to it yeah. like when i watched batman i was emotionally affected on multiple levels mm-hmm. to the point where I was taken by the cinematography immensely, immensely by the music, the characterization of uh, Batman as a character, uh, that seeing the heroic deeds he did, so much of that affected me. Like, I, I, I cry a lot uh, when I'm watching things. Like, yeah. I, I can't stop. You know, I've watched the rumbling. I've watched the fucking final season part two intro. I don't know how many times. I've listened to the song about 100 already. I actually yeah. performed it at uh the anime and gaming con in oh, london a few months what? ago yeah i i performed awesome. that I'll, I'll, I'll send you i'll send you the link to no, it oh yeah oh my god so you did uh like the the hardcore metal stuff like the... yeah by the band called sim because what? yeah man i was just because I'm, I'm i usually like my music projects are usually metal and rock that's awesome yeah, and I was just like, fuck this, I'm going to go for it. And yeah. the funny thing was, because everyone else was singing these really kind of cutesy, kind of, I don't know yeah. how to call them, twee yeah. kind of anime yeah. songs. Uh-huh. And then I just come in like, <laughs> rumbling, rumbling, <laughs> beware. Yo, that's so cool. It was it was jacked, man, because like 50% of people were loving it. The other 50% were fucking terrified of me. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, fuck it, I'm the attack time. I'm keep moving forward, man. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what? You've ah, shit again. Tangents. I'm so easily lost. In it's tangents. okay. I'm just. I'm so fascinated and riveted by all of this. Uh, I just wanted to say this before I get to my next question. Do you ever watch My Hero Academia? I've seen like the first two seasons of it. Okay. Did you watch it in uh, dubbed or Japanese? Uh, dubbed. I believe. Okay. I say this because Yuki Kaji, mm-hmm. our, our dude, he is to uh, Todoroki in the Japanese one. Oh, wow. Yeah, so so that would be interesting if you ever want to huh. have a look to see what he's like in a different role. Yeah, I should. Oh, man. Yeah, I got to get back to my, my hero. I, I feel so behind. <laughs> I think you are. I mean, what is it? Oh, my God. To be honest, I think now would be a good time to do it because they're on whatever hiatus they are. So you could probably catch up reasonably quickly. I think I stopped because is, is the second season with the, the tournament arc is it the third i don't know but it's around that time where i stopped where i was just like 
Oh my goodness, another anime with a tournament art. Anime love tournaments, man. Uh, yeah. So I, I stopped watching at that point. But yeah, I mean, I, I definitely have to get back on it. Do you know, I think I might make an anime, which is basically a tournament about tournaments. <laughs> so every tournament goes into the tournament against other tournaments to see who the best tournament is. A parody of sorts. Yeah, I exactly. love that. Exactly. <laughs> You're obsessed, it man. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. I'm over it, but whatever. <laughs> I'm surprised that put you off. Uh, all right, this is this is a good question. Uh, what are some of your favorite animes? Attack on Titan is one. Fuck yeah. Uh, some of my favorites. I so I'm trying to think of stuff that are kind of recent. Um. Oh man, I'm really appreciating the sort of slice of life romance stuff mm. as of late, like Sasuke Tsumiyano or Horimiya, only because like we're at a time where like the world is a lot. You know what I mean? Like mm. just having to, to, to deal with the world news and then life and then the pandemic. It's just been a lot. And to have some of these like stories where it's just lovely and just, you know, it just makes me happy. Mm. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Maybe. Yeah. I, I actually used to watch a lot more of them when I was younger than I do yeah. now. Yeah. I think yeah. just because my list has got so large that sometimes I just don't have the time to even consider something. Because sure. I'm not against them because effectively a lot of them are kind of just like anime rom-coms or something. Sure, yeah, and I, I understand that. But I feel like the recent ones, for some reason, there there seems to be some sort of, I hope it, it lasts, some sort oh, of renaissance. To I should probably clarify that I, I like some rom-coms. It wasn't no, no, a negative no, sure. connotation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but um, I was gonna say that like I feel like there's some sort of like renaissance or. Well, have you got some okay. names for me then? Give me some yeah. recs so I can watch yeah, them. Yeah, Horimiya is a great is a great like. Horimiya. Horimiya, yeah, it's like a great slice of life. How do I spell that? Horimiya. Y a. Yeah. Nice. Good old phonetics. That's a great one. <laughs> uh, that's a great one to start with. Um, I also really, really love Ranking of Kings. You know, I've only watched the first episode of that, but everyone oh, yeah. loves it, including my cousin. He keeps telling me to go back to it. But but so... please tell me your thoughts on that. Because I was fucking weirded out by that. Oh, how so? Well, basically, I didn't know what the fuck to expect. So I'm watching this thinking, mm. are they mocking a disabled child? So I felt kind of weird and uncomfortable, but yeah. at the same time, I thought I can feel like there's potential here because I thought it was really interesting in the sense that, like on one hand, like it might sound odd, but I was just kind of on the fence because on one hand I thought like, I don't know if I'm comfortable. It feels like they're mocking a disabled child, but at the mm -hmm. same time, this might well be a strong inspiration to show that I a protagonist that. can have yeah. that. So, yeah. So I saw the potential in there. And I also saw that there was a scope for a rich amount of characters. I remember right at the end, he did a great move on his big-nosed younger brother. Yes. Thinking, okay, he's got potential there. There's obviously yeah. a reason why he's so small and kind of has that impediment yes. when you look at how jacked his dad is. Because yes. his dad is basically Grisha's attack titan. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just, I, and also, I kind of really had a strong familiarity that, this reminds me of something I would have watched in the eighties or nineties. Oh my god! Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think so. So like, yeah, go, go ahead, please. Yeah, I was gonna. I think with like Boji, who's the main character, I think like 
you know, in spite of everyone treating him the way that he's treated and despite his disabilities, I think the fact that he still managed to have this sort of um, positive disposition about it. There's things that happen. I don't want to give too much away, but mm -hmm. there's things that happen that like on a human level, you would go, yeah, I don't know if I'd be able to. Uh, I don't know if I'd be able to forgive a certain person for doing that, you know, and, 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 and he, as a, as a, as a main character goes through that. And so, um, and, and yet, despite him not being able to forgive people that the, because of their actions, you know, which is, is, is human, um, he still manages to forgive them, you know, and he ultimately gets stronger you know and he ultimately improves upon himself and um i don't know there's just something that's so cool to see and like i don't you don't see it often in anime either like a someone who's um like a deaf character you don't you don't often see that and so so he's deaf then that's what it is i think so yeah from what i can remember he's um he's not because he also to seemed hear. to be quite undersized because he's smaller than his brother who's younger than him Correct, and he's supposed to be like the next heir. That's why and, I was so I was thinking, why is the young kid the heir? And I'm like, oh wait, he's the older brother. Okay. Well, no, no, no. So, so no, Boji is the the oldest brother, so he's supposed to be the next king. But because of the way that people treat him and this sort of because they think he's weak, it ultimately goes to spoilers. It off it ultimately goes to the second. Um, the one who looks just like his mom. Right. Um, but when you watch further into the show, things happen and I don't like that. So don't get so caught up in that. Okay. <laughs> but, 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 um, but yeah, the, what was I going with that? Um, but what I love about the show is it, it's, it's Ghibli like, mm. do you know what I mean by Ghibli? Like the Ghibli films like, yeah, yeah, reminds yeah. me of that. Um, I love the animation style of it and there's this certain point where the music reminds me of ghibli films um so i i like the fact that it sort of pays you know homage to to those ghibli films in that way but that's why I, I love ranking of kings i haven't finished it i haven't seen like the last two episodes but i'm really interested to see like how it sort of progresses mm. on and how it you know how the world expands um, further than his kingdom <laughs> or the kingdom in which it's set upon but yeah yeah i, I mean I, I do think i'll go back to it i mean at the moment i'm i think maybe two-thirds of the way through uh jobless reincarnation oh uh-huh yeah so yeah when when i get through and you know because i'm obviously also watching other shows concurrently i, I watch one piece all the time with my son Mm -hmm. We watch AOT together and MHA and whatnot. So I'm always kind of looking. Like I was watching Hunter Hunter. Uh, yeah, I'll probably yeah. go back to it. I think I'm I'm just where this fucking just. Do you watch Hunter Hunter? Mm -mm. Okay, well, like, well, I mean, it doesn't matter then. But I just kind of <laughs> stopped when a new arc started, basically. Uh, and... Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes That's I'll one do of those that. Shows along with One Piece, where I'm like man, do I want to invest myself in, like, you know, multiple seasons of of a show? Do you know what I mean? Oh, dude, I mean, like, God, One Piece, we're on 470-something. <laughs> <I>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it might sound ridiculous, but 
it is the best it's been, but I can understand why it would be off-putting for someone to hear. Oh, cool. I just need to watch over 450 episodes then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will, I, it's unnecessarily slow, I think. Sorry, mm -hmm. go ahead. No, I was going to give another recommendation, even though it's something that, like, I'm just starting to watch. Mm -hmm. I think I'm, like, on the third or fourth episode. Um, it's this show called 86. Hmm. Um, Never heard of that, I don't think. It, it's, like, from what I can remember, because, again, I'm like you, I watch multiple things at the same time. Uh, from, from what I remember, it's, like, there's... Man, it's it's a little difficult to explain. It's there's like this one race of humans, right? <laughs> In which like they're separated by the color of their hair. Interesting. And I think from what I can remember, they're all clones, but the the the, the ones that come out mutated are the ones that have the different colored hair. So they're they're um, looked down upon. Um, and they're called the 86. Hmm. Um, and it's I can't like, see any comparisons with anything in social <laughs> history, though. Right, I, right. Um, which is pro probably why, like, I'm, I'm. It's coming into my head because of like the when it came out. I think it came out sometime last year, and sort of like the comparisons of what happened in 2021 and during the pandemic, and and how it's sort of, you know, I'm seeing the parallels between the anime and 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 what and world events and all that stuff. But yeah. Yeah, but um, so, so, um, so the eighty-six are treated like the bottom of the barrel. They're treated like crap, and the the people who are in this upper crust are they all have the same colored hair. It's so it's so odd. They all have the same colored hair, and the commander of the eighty-six comes from the upper crust, um, mm. and she has a little bit more sympathy towards the eighty-six. Um, she wants them to be integrated into. You know um society um because you know they're 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 pushed off into like these crummy communities um they're they're um they're put off um they're sent off to war they're like they're kind of like the Malians, like, the yeah, Eldian Malians. exactly exactly that and um so she has a little bit more sympathy for for the 86 and she's trying to get to know them more and see where they come from um, and that's, that's where I, <laughs> that's where I've caught up to at the moment. She's trying to like, um, trying to um, become friends with the 86. And what I love about the show so far, at least the English dub of the show is how much of a community it feels like. It feels like mm. everyone knows each other, which is really hard to do, especially in AR where, I mean, ADR where, you know, everyone's recording off their, <laughs> their lines one by one in separate booths and, mm. Yeah, I think that's really difficult to do, and I'm really impressed by that. That's a really strong observation, and I do... It's a hard thing to give something an organic feel that you think yeah. they're actually close, they do like or care or love for each other. That's a very interesting observation. I think I'm going to watch all of them. I mean, I'm, I know I'll be watching the 86 thinking, fuck me, I hate the pressure. This is upsetting me. Yeah. <laughs> I want an uprising. <laughs> Uh, gosh, okay. A few more questions. Almost done. Uh, you've kind of answered it, but I just wondered if there might be a bit more color here. Uh, do you have any other favorites anime characters? 